Thank you for listening to Christ Alone Podcast, where we believe that Jesus lived, died, and resurrected according to the scriptures. Our hope is that God can bless you through this week's episode. Hey guys, welcome to Angie and Steven's podcast, Christ Alone, Christ Alone podcast. Um, This is Angie, your host. Um, Your other host, my brother, is unfortunately uh, sick. Um, His, my beautiful nieces, got sick first, Um, but thankfully they're doing a lot better, but now my brother and his wife are sick, so if you just keep the whole family in your prayers, um, that they'd be able to get better soon. And that my brother would be able to get back quickly because I miss him. I love doing this with him. Um, and it truly is a privilege. Um, so today we're going to be talking about Romans 12, 1 to 2. Um, and how we, how we don't conform, how we don't conform to this world. Um, I think uh, the world will teach us over and over again that we should... Uh, think certain ways, that we should believe certain things, that we should uh, do um, certain things, that if we do certain things, we'll be happy. But ultimately, I think, uh, I don't know, I I think it's full of lies. Like, um, if we do whatever it is that the world tells us to do, um, maybe it's going to give us some momentary satisfaction, but I think ultimately it's going to feel us, it's going to leave us feeling empty because ultimately... We are not momentary beings. So, so, so those momentary pleasures are not going to fill us. You know, um, we were made to be uh, eternal. And so only eternal things can fill our hearts. Um, and so uh, today we're going to go into uh, how we not I keep saying how we not conform, but it seems wrong. How do we not, there we go. How do we not conform to this world? Um, so we're going to read Romans 12, 1 to 2. Um, very famous verse. Uh, so we're going to, while I, while as I read it, you will probably, um, uh, you might, you might remember it. Anyways, um, I appeal to you, Romans 12, 1 to 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God. To present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. I'm going to pray really quick. Um, Father God, if you would just guide me through this episode, I, uh, I ask that it would be your spirit leading me and guiding me. Um, And that you would open up um, my heart and the hearts of listeners. That you would speak to them, my God. um, And that you would just use me. Lord, we also pray for um, my brother um, and his wife and my beautiful nieces. That they would get better soon. Um, And just anybody, Lord, right now who is sick. um, That you would be with them. Anybody who has family members or, or friends that are sick, my God. That you would be with them, Lord. That your healing would be over them, my God. Um, Lord, you are in control, Lord, you are healer. Um, we ask that you just 
be with them and, and allow them to get better soon, my God, and um, be with their friends and their families, my God, that they would trust in you and your goodness and your, and your timing, my God, um, and in your perfect will, Lord. Uh, we thank you and we love you in, the, in your name, I pray. Amen. All right, so um, it starts with, so Romans 12, 1 starts with, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God. Okay, so I'm going to stop right there. Um, my first point, <laughs> I know, you're like, Angie, you haven't gone that far. Um, my first point in how do we not conform to this world Number one is we have to, we have to, we have to understand the gospel. Okay, so I love that Paul does this, that before he even gets to, hey, this is how you don't conform, he gets to, uh, uh, he talks about the mercies of God, right? Because before God calls us to do anything, before he calls us to not do anything, he takes the first step, right? So, um, growing up, I think that I believe that if I did everything I needed to, then I would be saved. That if I prayed every day and if, if I read the Bible every day, if I went to church and was nice to people, that that would be it. And so when I messed up, when I forgot to pray, when I forgot to read the Bible, when, when maybe I missed church, um, I feared for myself. I fear that I honestly had lost my salvation because I was depending um, my salvation on on what I did or what I didn't do. And so, so at uh, I feel like I remember thinking like on on days or weeks where I wasn't praying or, or reading the Bible that much. Um, that hey, if God came today, right now, because I haven't prayed in a few days, if God came today, um, then I wouldn't be saved. Like I'd be do, like I wouldn't go in the rapture, right? Um, but hey, Jesus, if you if you Jesus, if you had come last week, um, you know I'd be good because I was basing my salvation on on what I did. Um, but then I came to a point like we've talked about this before, and you know I'm sorry, not sorry for 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 mention the, mentioning this over again. But it's so important to understanding the gospel. Right. And, and the gospel is really what, what it's all about. Um, it's so important to understand when I got to the point where I understand that that even my good works before God were like filthy, dirty rags. Because uh, what I was doing is uh, aside from, you know, looking at my works uh, to, to save myself is I was comparing myself uh, to other people. Hey, I'm not as bad as him or I'm not as bad as her. Um, but ultimately, God was going to, when God was going to judge me, when God judges us, he's not going to compare us to anybody else, but he's going to compare us um, to himself, you know, and when he does that, we're going to fall short every single time, right? If we, if we just look through the commandments, which I won't go through again, but if we just look through the commandments, like we, we fail all of that, all of them in one way or another. And when we look at the Bible, um, I forgot what verse it is, but basically says if, if, if you fail in, excuse me, if you, um, if you, what was it? If you fail, like basically if you fail one of the commandments, you fail all of them. If you sin in one way, you're, you're, you're just guilty of sin. And if you're guilty of sin at all, then, then the proper punishment is hell. Um, but because of God's mercy, like Paul says in, in this, in this verse, 
um, because of his mercy, which basically mercy is when we, uh, when we don't get a punishment we deserved, right? Um, because of his mercy, we don't have the punishment for ourselves. God sent his only son so that he would take that punishment for us so that when we are before the father, the father isn't going to see my sin, but he's going to see, um, he's going to see Jesus and he's going to see his perfect life. Um, so, so the first step, like I said, to not conform to this world is understand the gospel that I am saved by what Jesus did for me and not what I do or don't do. That God, God isn't a, hey, do this or don't do this or die kind of God. Like that, I think that's sometimes what we think. Um, he said, he said, I knew you couldn't do it. So I sent my son so that he could do it for you. Right. Um, I like recently, um, my, like I said, my nieces are sick. Um, they're, they're all sick, but, um, when my baby niece was feeling super sick, he sent us a picture of her. Um, and just, she, she, she just, it it was while she had a fever and you could tell that she was hating life and, you know, she's a baby, so she can't express it, but you can tell how bad she felt. And I was looking at that picture and I told him, I'm like, man, if I could just take her place (laughs) and be sick for her so I could just see her running around and enjoying everything, you know, um, and and enjoying life, uh, and just not having the weight of, of being sick, then, then I would do it, you know, and, um, that's, that's her being my niece. So I can't imagine how much more my brother felt that with, you know, them as their daughters. But while I was thinking that, I I feel like God reminded me or or God showed me, Hey, that's, that's me with you. (laughs) Like how beautiful is that, that, that God saw us, God saw our sickness. Basically he saw that we were doomed to death, that we were basically, uh, deteriorate, deteriorating, deteriorating. That's, I can't say it. You know what I mean? But basically we were, um, we were dying slowly, right? Because we were doomed to, uh, we're doomed to eternal death. And, and God was like, I love you so much that I'm going to take your place that I don't want to see you go through that punishment. I'm going to take the punishment for you. And how beautiful is that? How beautiful, like, like, I don't know if any of you have, um, I don't know if any of you have had, uh, I don't know, fathers or, or mothers who have left or, or just parents who haven't loved you well, but, but whether you do or don't understand that God is a father who loves you so, so, so deeply that he took your place on the cross. So, so, so deeply that, that he knew what was coming. And he's like, no, I'm going to take their place that he knew how sin was, was shielding, um, our sight from what's what was really going on. And he's like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to die for them, you know? Um, so, uh, that's just so beautiful. Um, it gives us a, a better understanding of, of God's love, right? He, he doesn't love a future version of you. He doesn't love a put together version of you. He loves you as you are because you're his daughter, because you're a son. And he was willing to take your place 
because you're his daughter and his son and he's loves and he loves you so much you don't have to get it together to come to him the world is going to give us conditions for love hey you have to do all these things to be loved in friendships that can mean compromising some of some of our morals right uh or what you believe to to be in the to fit in the in crowd in relationships that could be uh sex outside of the context of uh marriage between a man and his wife um so that the other person will stay with us it could it could be through achievements hey if you do this or you do that um you'll be good enough you'll be validated you'll be loved but god did all that for us on the cross before we were even born before we could even utter or word or do anything he died for our sins because he loved us he knew everything we would think or do before we did it and he still chose to die for us i i know i i might be repeating myself a lot but but it's just so so often we're just going to church and and we get into this habit of 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 doing all these things and we forget we forget that it's about the gospel and we forget um just what he did for us on the cross um and, and we go through uh, we 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 go through i don't know I don't know. We, I, I just personally, I feel like I take it for granted all the time. Um, and I forget about the beauty of the gospel all the time. And, and I forget about how much I am loved all the time. Um, and I'm sure, uh, <laughs> I'm not the only one, right? Um, this is a little hard, you know, not talking to somebody else. Like I'm talking to you guys, but like I'm expecting someone to respond. I don't know. I miss my brother. Uh, anyways. Um, so number one, like I said, is we have to understand, um, the gospel. Number two, um, is, well, before I get to number two, let's read some more. So I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Um, so number two, uh, I put down as respond in uh, worship. It's actually respond. Well, yeah, respond in worship. Um, but in this verse, when it says worship, it's not pointing specifically only to singing a song to him. Um, the worship that we're presenting is basically ourselves. Uh, it, it says present your body. So present your whole, your whole self, present your life to God. And what does that look like? basically relationship so basically number two is respond in worship slash relationship (laughs) um so so what does that look like that's when prayer and reading the bible and going to church comes in so so you know if we remember the first the first point right understanding the gospel that it's not by anything we do so so we're not praying and reading the bible we're not we're not going to church because those things save us but um we're doing it as a response to the salvation that we all, that we already have. I'm not doing these things because they saved me, but because I, I was saved and and I'm saved already and I don't deserve it. God saved me eternally from punishment. Man, I want to talk to the God who did that. That's prayer, right? We're going to want to talk to him. We're going to want to spend time with him. God, God, 
God saved me from eternal punishment. God gave me salvation freely. I want to learn more about the God who did that, right? When we do that by reading the Bible. I want to worship and praise the God who did that. Now I'm going to want to also follow the commandments. Not because I can, they can save me, but because I know it pleases the God who saved me. Right? Which is a different mentality, right? Sometimes we feel like, hey, I should do, I should not lie. I should honor my parents. I should um, uh, not covet. I should not, you know, the all the commandments because they'll save me. But we, when we understand that we're not, we cannot save ourselves, and we understand how great God loves us, then we're gonna want to respond. By following the commandments because we know that it pleases him, right? It's like when, when someone's in a relationship, it, they have, we have a, uh, whatever you ask is my command mentality. Hey, if you want something, if, hey, oh, you said you want Starbucks, I'm gonna bring you Starbucks, even though I'm, um, I'm super far away. Hey, you, you want to go to the movies? Let's go to, you know, it's, it's that type of mentality, that type of per- first love mentality that understanding the gospel should bring us to. And sometimes because we've been uh, Christian for so long, we forget about the gospel and we forget about how it's all about relationship. It, it we, we, we get to a, a, a I, I guess we sometimes get to a stage where it's, um, where it's just attendance on Sundays and attendance on Wednesdays, but God is asking, God is calling us to relationship, you know? And, and if you're listening, listening to this and you're like, man, I already have a relationship with God. That's amazing. That's awesome. I just want to encourage you, um, to deepen that relationship. You know, you read the Bible. That's awesome. How, how can you deepen your study of the word you you're praying that's awesome how could how can you deepen your prayer life your fasting which is something you something i struggle with which i've mentioned before is is fasting it's just it's just difficult um but uh, how can you deepen um your fasting right um how can you make it more meaningful how can how can you grow in your walk with god um so so that's number two, respond. How do we not conform to this world? Respond in relationship. Respond in relationship. Um, sometimes we view God as a God who is distant. Uh, yeah, Jesus died on the cross for me, but that's about it. <laughs> then he walked away, you know. Um, and sometimes it might feel that way. Um, and, and honestly, that's what the world wants to teach us, that God doesn't exist. Or if he does, he doesn't care about me. But but that's the opposite. That That's the opposite of, of, of God. God is the opposite of distant. He actually died on the cross for us so that there would be no distance. So if you know uh, about Genesis in the beginning, right, it says God created the heavens and the earth and and and. Um, he created Adam and Eve and there was no sin. Um, but then, uh, Adam and Eve sinned. Um, and so, sorry, before there was sin, Adam and Eve were in perfect community with God. Right. But then like, it it literally says that God walked with Adam and Eve, like he was with them, with them. Um, but then when they sinned, like that caused, uh, that that broke that relationship right 
And so it got to a point where um, we see in the Old Testament that, I think we've mentioned this before, that they were pre, like, like a uh, priest basically was the middleman between, um, between the people and God, right? The priest would go into the temple, um, he would do the sacrifices, uh, and so they, they were, he, and he would, he was basically the middle person. Um, but there was also a part in the temple was, that was called the Holy, Holy of Holies. There was a veil that separated the temple, um, from the, the that separated part of the, the front, uh, I don't remember, sorry, but getting all tongue twisted. Um, there was a veil that separated, uh, in the temple from the whole, the place that was called the Holy of Holies that only the high priest could go to. Right. And so it says in the Bible that when Jesus died on the cross, that the veil, um, that that veil was broken because Jesus became the high priest for us. He became that intermediate, intermediate, uh, place, intermediate person for us so that we don't need another person to go to God for us, that we can just talk to the father freely because um because jesus is now our high priest jesus died on the cross so that we could have that relationship again with the father um god wants us god wants to be in relationship with us prayer is not a sometimes we treat prayer like like something to be checked off and i've done it plenty of times right But he doesn't want us to do it, to check it off our list. He he wants us to go to him, to bring him our worries, to bring him what our, to bring him our day, right? To bring him what went on in our day, the things that hurt us, the the thing that, that angered us, the thing that made us happy to talk about what's going on in our lives, to, to worship him, to, to, to praise him, to, to confess our sins, to spend that time with him. Because he knows that, that that's truly what we need. You know, sometimes we feel like we have this, this, this hole in our hearts. If you don't know God personally, you feel like you have this hole in our, in your heart. And it's, and and it's a, honestly, from what the word says, it's a God shaped hole. When I don't spend time with God as I should, I feel that the emptiness in my life and I need to spend that time with him. Um, so, so yes, number two is, is, uh, sorry. Number two is, is respond in relationship. Look for God. We need, we need him. The world is going to teach us that you need a relationship with another person to have joy. That if you don't have a boo thing or, or get a boo thing, that life sucks and it won't suck anymore once you have your boo thing. But let me tell you, there are plenty, plenty of married people that are lonelier than they've ever been before even within their marriages. Why? Because uh, marriages weren't meant to satisfy the God-shaped hole in our life. Okay? The, the marriages are meant to, uh, a spouse is meant to complement us, but not to complete us. God, only God can complete us. Um, so seek for God in relationship. Um, because if, if sometimes what we do is, um, if we're single and, and we're, we're, sometimes we think, 
Um, I know I've thought this plenty of times. Hey, once I have that relationship, I'm going to I'm going to be complete. I'm going to have all this joy. I'm going to be, you know, this and that. But the truth is that only God can fill that. Get that, that only God can satisfy my heart, um, and complete me. So, um, so yeah, uh, uh, respond in relationship. Uh, number three, um, let's see, let's continue, uh, which is a spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So here's, here's where we get to the good part. So we have understood the gospel, right? We have uh, responded in relationship. Now it says, now it says, hey, don't conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And how, th- that's the question though. How is it that do that we renew our minds and we do that by spending time in God's word? We can only do that in God's word. Why is this important? Because we are still in our flesh and our bodies, our, our bodies are going to naturally want to conform to this world. Paul, the apostle. Paul, the apostle, uh, the apostle, <laughs> Paul, the apostle was like, the things I shouldn't do, I want to do. And the things I don't, I, I, I should do, I don't want to do. He, he was constantly talking about, about this war between his spirit and his flesh and his desire to, to do what his flesh wanted to do, but, but having to live by the spirit, you know, um, and honestly reading that it, it takes the pressure off, you know, it, it makes me realize, Hey, I'm not the only one. The The truth is, is that we are still in our flesh. So we're going to like our, our flesh is going to naturally want to conform to this world. And the only way we're going to do that is going to is going to, we're the only way we're going to be able to not conform to this world is to renew our minds constantly by spending time in his word. So many of us have our Bible, uh, just sitting on our nightstand or sitting somewhere, just, just carrying dust. Right. And we're all, all we do, uh, at night is we're on our phones or, or we're doing this or, or, or watching Netflix or doing, and, and, and our Bible's there gathering dust and we're, we're struggling with our flesh and we're like, what's going on? You know, you can, you can be praying and praying and that's awesome. We need to spend time, you know, talking to God, but we need to also spend time in his word, you know, um, what we're letting in truly, truly, I, I believe truly affects truly affects us. Um, but uh, I'm going to get to that in a sec. Uh, so there's, uh, three different ways. I think we are tempted, um, to conform to this world. Um, number one is how we respond to our thoughts. Uh, the world is going to say, do what you think. Hey, you have these, uh, sexual desires outside of the context of, of, uh, of marriage. Um, just go do that. Hey, you want to, uh, you want to buy that thing that you can't afford? Just, just go steal it. Hey, you, um, telling the truth is, is gonna, is gonna get you into trouble. Well, just lie, you know? Um, so it's, it's gonna, the world tells us, Hey, just, just do what you think, right? 
And, a, and, and the Bible says, if we look at what the Bible says, it says that our hearts and our thoughts are deceitful. And again, if we go back to, to the fact that we're sinners living in a fallen world, we realize that, that thoughts are going to happen. Like we're, we're still in our flesh, so thoughts are going to happen. But the question is, what do we do with those thoughts? Do we let them sit and run around in our minds or we, do we bring them to God? The Bible says, renew your mind. And we have to renew it with, our, with God's word. Are you not sure whether something you're thinking or doing is right or wrong? What does God's word say about it? Fill your mind with his word. Be mindful of also what what else you're letting in. Like I was saying before, what you watch and what you listen to affect you. You know, um, obviously we can't just take ourselves out of the world. But if you struggle with lust and you keep watching and listening to things that just talk about sex isn't isn't that going to help you struggle with it more you know if you struggle with addictions um and uh, and you're like with a drug or alcohol addiction and you're listening to music and watching things that only talk about sex and and drugs and alcohol then then aren't you like Aren't you going to continue to struggle with that? Like, I, I know there are, there are extremists um, and there are extremes to everything, but I, I really think that what we let in affects our thinking. So pay attention to what you're listening to. Pay attention to what you're watching to, watching. And if it's something that you struggle with, then, then, it's, I mean, then talk to God about it. Like, it, it could be that you have to cut that out um, of your life. Psalm 37, 4 says, submit yourself to God and he will give you the desires of your heart. But wait, we, we just said that our heart is deceitful, right? So, so if we're in relationship with God and get to know him by reading his word, what's actually going to happen? And we've said this before, he's going to mold our thoughts and our desires to be the things that he desires, to be the thing that, that he wants us, wants to think about, right? So, uh, the second thing that, the second way that we're tempted to conform to this world, excuse me, is, uh, how we respond to our feelings. Um, I was, I I mentioned this before, but I was struggling for it. I was, I I think I've always had some, some, um, type of anxiety, but, um, a few months ago I was just, I was just having like full on anxiety attacks, um, and, and at some point I was, I'm, I, I was like, but I'm a Christian. Um, you know, I shouldn't be struggling with these things. And, um, but the truth is, like I said before, because we're in a fallen world, sometimes we're going to struggle with anxiety. Sometimes we're going to, uh, struggle with depression or, or, you know, we're, we're just going to struggle. Um, we're going to struggle with temptations, like I said before. Um, but the, the question is how you respond to it and the world is going to teach us to respond to it. To, to respond to everything in the most foolish way, right? Hey, if you drink, if you smoke, then you can just relax and, and not think and feel these things. Um, and sometimes it even gets to the point, hey, if you, if you just didn't live anymore, you, you, you won't um, think or feel those things. But, 
But then we have to ask again. We have to, again, we have to renew our minds. What, what does the word says? What does the word say? It, say? it says, come to him. It says, come to him. And he's going to take our anxieties. He's going he's gonna to take our burdens. What does the word say about your situation, right? Like for me, what, what did the word say about anxiety? It said, it said, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayers and supplication, let your requests be made known to the Lord. And the peace of God would fill our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. You know, and, and I had to read that over and over again until I believed it. I had to pray to God over and over again until I saw him um, begin to do a change. But I had to fill my mind with his word. And even though I didn't see it at first, you know, he start, I, I believe that he started to, to, to change something in me. Um, that I ended up seeing in the long run. Um, so the third way, hold on, I had a few notes here. Um, uh, so in addition to that, I wanted to say, uh, the other part is, I think the world also teaches us, aside from telling us how, you know, to deal with our, our struggles by drinking or, or alcohol or, you know, fill in the blank. Um, it teaches us to, you know, keep it to ourselves. You know, you know, you've got this, um, you just keep it together. You'll get through this. But, um, aside from reading the word and, 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 and seeking God and, and putting him first, uh, another big thing is, uh, we have to, like, we have to talk to other people about it, you know? Um, sometimes the world will, will teach us that we're, we're made to carry our burden on our own, but that's the point of the church. We, we have to talk to leaders. We have to talk to, 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 to friends who love God about our struggles so that, um, so that they can walk with us, so that they can pray with us, so that, so that they can remind us what the word says, you know, um, that's what church is about. Um, so the other way that the Bible, I'm sorry, the other way that, uh, the world tells us to conform is to our sin. Um, the world is going to feed us that sin is freedom. Hey, if I just do whatever I want, then, then I'm going to be completely free. But the word says that sin is slavery. The fact that you can't stop doing the thing that you can't stop doing, that means you are a slave to it. The fact that that sin might only give momentary pleasure, but leaves you feeling empty afterward and you still go back to doing it shows that you're a slave to it. You're a slave to it. You know, sometimes the, the world is going to teach us that, that being a Christian and, 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 and believing in Jesus, that's going to lead to, 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 I guess, quote unquote, religious slavery or, or I don't know, it, it's going to, it's going to make you a slave to, to God, you know? And, and I think at some point, um, I don't know, I know it's Paul, but he basically, uh, puts it that way, uh, that we have, and he basically says that, that he's saying it that way, just so we can understand it. Um, that instead of being a slave to sin, we have to be a slave to God. 
you know, and he says that he's basically saying, hey, I'm saying this in human terms, uh, but the reality is that um, this quote, quote unquote slave slavery to God is actually freedom, right? When we do what, um, because our sin, like I said before, um, when we, again, when we, when we can't stop doing that thing that we shouldn't do, right? That's a sin. Um, then we're a slave to it, right? If I can't say no to it, then I'm a slave to it. Um, but if we go to God, he's going to give us true freedom. I, I know, um, few in last season, season one, we talked about freedom in Christ. Uh, if you haven't heard that episode, I strongly, strongly encourage you to, to do so. Um, we talk more about what freedom in Christ looks like, um, and how just, and, and how it's just the opposite of slavery to sin. Um, I think we're just blinded what, when we are in sin, um, basically we're just, we're just blinded. We're just blinded and we don't see the truth and, and it feels like freedom, but it really isn't. Um, so, so yeah. Um, so basically to sum up, how do we not conform to this world? Um, we have to understand the gospel. Number one, right? Number two is we have to, we have to, um, respond in relationship Number three is we have to renew our minds and we can only do that by going into his word. We can only do that by spending time in his word. Um, personally, I know I think um, I have to definitely work on that. Um, I think uh, with reading the Bible, I get so used to, like I said, checking it off my list that I I sometimes I feel like I'm not as intentional. This is me just being honest. I feel like I'm, I recently, I feel like I haven't been as intentional in just studying, you know, what I'm reading and really, really studying it. So, um, definitely want to work on that. Uh, so yeah, so I'm hoping that this word can be an encouragement to some, to someone out there. Um, I know it's not easy, um, to, to, not conform to this world, but, but I feel like by following these steps, um, God can help us. Um, and again, please, please don't do it alone. Like we, if, if you're not attending a church, please, please attend one or, or, or find people who love Jesus, who are going to walk with you, who are going to encourage you in your walk, who are going to, um, who are going to be there for you, who are going to, uh, be there for for you to talk to and and so they can tell you your struggle as well their struggle as well um because we're meant to we're we're meant to walk this walk um with each other um so so yeah um so i love you guys um again please keep my brother in your prayers his family in your prayers that they would get better um and if you would like to leave us a comment um, or share us on uh, Christ Alone podcast, um, I can see how my brother got thirsty. I, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. He did this for so long. <laughs> um, he's just a master. Um, anyways, you can follow us on ChristAlonePodcast.com. All of our handles are Christ Alone Podcast. 
except for Twitter, um, which is Christ Alone Pod. Um, I just love you guys. I hope that this is, like I said, encouraging. Um, and I hope my brother can just join us soon. Um, and that's it. God bless you guys.